Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli, and welcome to another episode of Rootless Talk. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, today is the day. Today we talk WWE Night of Champions. The pay-per-view just ended just shortly, about a few hours ago. I want to say about two to three hours ago. And your boy is here to dissect this pay-per-view match by match to the very core. Um, as you can see, uh, my co-host Brian uh, is not here with me for today's episode. Unfortunately, he has some stuff going on within his schedule. But don't worry, you guys are going to get this review of this pay-per-view one way or the other. So, Brian, um, if you are watching this, shout out to you. Um, can't wait to see you again as he's going to be back here with me um, on Tuesday when we cover Monday Night Raw, the follow-up um, of Night of Champions. And yes, he will not be a part of the uh, Double or Nothing, the AEW Double or Nothing uh, review that is going to take place Monday uh, since that pay-per-view is going to be Sunday night. So that review and that episode will be on Monday. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that as your boy will go solo for that show. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that. But today, today is all about Night of Champions. Today is all about if this show delivered. Because guys, this is not just any ordinary, you know, your any other ordinary podcasters review. Oh, no, no, no. If you guys are familiar with this platform, you guys know that today is another edition of the good, the bad, and the ugly. So if you guys are new to this type of review, allow me to demonstrate the rules before we do go, do go into the show. Um, so for each match, um, it will get at least one tally for every tally that goes into that ugly column that will get crossed off and will be uh, counted as two bads once we make the final tally of this review so every company aw wwe they want to stay away from that ugly column because that could really be the turning point of this review and for uh this show so and of course we'll make all of those final tallies to tally up to see whether or not this show was a good or bad pay-per-view. So I have done enough talking. I want to dive straight into the show. There is a lot to get to lots to get to in this show. I can speak. Oh <laughs> uh, man. So yeah, man. So let me just dive straight into this thing. Let's jump straight into it. WWE Night of Champions, uh, May 27th, 2023. Live in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Match number one was Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles to determine a new world heavyweight champion. Match time in length was 20 minutes from bell to bell. Seth Rollins comes out there. You guys know Seth and this fucking character. He comes out wearing whatever the fuck that he finds in freaking uh, in Becky Lynch's freaking wardrobe in her freaking closet wearing like leopard print or whatever the hell. Um, so yeah, so again, overall, this match was 
a decent to good match. Um, that That's all I can really describe about it. Because, guys, because here's the thing. And me and Brian have spoken about this. Ever since this World Heavyweight Championship has became a thing, we know the reason behind of why this World Heavyweight Championship is a thing because they know they effed up at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns, he's taking that part-time schedule. He's hardly even being on television. And they want a brand-new fighting champion that's going to defend that title weekly and, and, and more often than not, right? So... Yeah, so, I mean, if you guys are smart and intelligent, you guys know that, you know, this title, and even AJ Styles has said it himself, this is nothing more than a secondary title. When a freaking, when a superstar, <laughs> a wrestler of your company is now admitting that this title is nothing more than a consolation prize, a secondary championship, quote-unquote, you know it's freaking bad. Uh, coming somebody straight from the horse's mouth. Um, it just everything that you need to know in regards to this world heavyweight championship. So, uh, Seth Rollins, he's doing his little toying shtick. He's like playing a little bit of mind games with styles early on. Again, I don't know this fucking character. I, this character is so fucking confusing. You take the whole singing and the harmonizing of the song. There, there's really nothing. There's no other substance to the character. Um, styles suplexes Seth Rollins into the turnbuckle. Uh, Styles hits a moonsault into a reverse DDT. Um, Rollins also hits a buckle bomb into a frog splash from the top rope. Um, Rollins then hits a reverse suplex. Uh, so again, the match, again, is solid. Here's another, but here's the thing, guys, and you guys know how I feel about, you know, wrestling matches today. Was this a decent match? Okay. Was this was this a match that I would go back and watch again and remember it for maybe a year or two from now guys the answer is no i remember these same two fucking people that wrestled i want to say three to four maybe five years ago and it was pretty much just the same there was nothing else that was that much more special than they wrestled i believe it was on a monday night raw or a smackdown i'm just being honest guys you know oh but james it's a good match man they put on a they put on a banger of a match guys i don't give a shit bro like, I just, I don't fucking care because, and because here's the thing, guys, you're telling me out of everything that's transpired about this freaking world heavyweight championship, they throw this title out of, you know, out of the blue for justified reasons that me and Brian have spoke about over the last several months. They throw in a fucking, a, a tournament that, that does nothing for anybody in the tournament, despite of the person winning the tournament. And, and now like... Now you just expect me, right, as a fan, a, a smart, intelligent fan, may I add, to now just give it a pass because it was a decent to good match. Fuck off. <laughs> I, I'm, I, guys, I'm sorry. I don't care if that's freaking harsh. It's just, it's just the honest to freaking truth. So um, by the end of this match, like, Styles hits a brain buster onto the ring apron. Uh, Styles hits the pedigree. So steals a little signature move from Seth Rollins there. And Seth Rollins kicks out at two and nine tenths. Here's another thing that really pissed me off about this match. And I know a lot of people say, and I know a lot of people are saying it now. Oh, the match was great. It was, it's Rollins versus Styles. And listen, I have, I have nothing against either of these two men. I, I really, really don't. But can these motherfuckers sell at any point in this freaking match. I mean, bro, you had freaking Seth Rollins took a freaking 
a, a brain buster from the ring apron. You would think in a realistic situation that could take somebody a good several minutes to sell and to get back up on their feet. Not even within one to two minutes, Seth Rollins already hits a counter maneuver, another power maneuver, and is now diving, a suicide diving over the top fucking rope. I, I mean, we're just going from spot after spot after spot. There's no fucking selling. There's no in-ring psychology. Like, I, I don't understand what people want me to fucking say. I I'm watching this with my own two eyes, and I'm thinking like, holy shit, can somebody fucking sell? I, I, I mean, it was ridiculous. I, I mean, we're just going, I mean, we have to throw in every, I mean, all of these power moves were, were, were delivered, right? And they were delivered very well. I, I give credit where credit is due, but can we... Can we slow the pace down a little bit? Can we tell a fucking somewhat of a fucking story within the freaking match? I, I mean, something to that regard. I mean, all of that was just, and, and then some was just thrown, just thrown out the fucking window. I, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Um, and, and again, that's what I mean, guys. I'm not going to praise this freaking match because yes, the maneuvers were cool. They were awe and freaking, you know, firework type of ooh and ah, right? Like Brian has mentioned on this freaking platform before. That doesn't mean I'm going to praise it, man. I'm sorry. That does not mean I'm going to praise it, especially the way that this World Heavyweight Championship has been coming across over the last several weeks. Come on, man. That's It's just, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. As, um, so everybody got what they wanted, you know? So... Rollins counters a phenomenal forearm um, with a super kick and followed by a stomp onto AJ Styles through the canvas. And Seth Rollins is your new world heavyweight championship. Uh, even freaking Triple H was out there uh, handing the title uh, to Seth Rollins. So everybody got what they wanted. And, and Seth Rollins, he is your new champion. And <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's really it. And, and that's what I mean, man, like this and, and in regards to the match, I might get to Seth Rollins in just a second. In regards to this match, I don't care if I come across as an asshole, I'll be the fucking asshole. I really don't care. This, this match was no different than a match that I could have seen on Monday night raw. Like you're telling me this is a match. It's just a bunch of freaking, I mean, they everything was so fast paced. I mean, again, there was no selling. There was no. Everybody was just getting. Both men were just there to just get to the next spot, and it was just fucking chaotic. Um, I mean, was it decent? Okay, I'll give it decent at the very freaking best. Um, but guys, I mean, we we need to understand of when a match needs to fucking slow down. Um, unless I love Styles and I love freaking and I really like Seth Rollins. I like both of these men. I want to see both of these men succeed, but I got to call shit out the way it needs to be called out. Um, I know not a lot of people are going to like it, but it's just again, I'm just I'm just speaking from just from honesty and just from what I'm seeing from a logical fan's perspective. Um, and, and that's it, man. So Seth Rollins wins this World Heavyweight Championship. And let me let me give a little clap. All right, let, let me give a little clap. Right. Congrats, congratulations, congratulations to Seth Rollins. Seriously, um, yes, yes, he is deserving. Okay, but again, I can name so many other different 
wrestlers on that freaking roster that are just more deserving than than Seth Rollins. But but people got what they wanted. So so now let's see where this shit goes. Now you know just does this championship you know have a different perspective now with Seth Rollins winning this title? Do they give a shit? Does this company dare to actually make this title? You know, you know, as such, you know, do they make this title prestigious and put it in feuds that we can that we can gravitate towards and give a shit about? Well, we're going to find out because if it's not over the next several months, if it's not, if, if there's nothing prestigious about this freaking title, best believe me, you are going to hear it from me. And I know damn sure you're going to hear it from Brian as well. But yeah, but guys, that's that's all. That's that's really it outside of a, a decent wrestling match. I can't even say it was good because there was no fucking selling. <laughs> there was there was no fucking in-ring psychology. All of that shit was thrown out the freaking window. Um because for 20 fucking minutes we got to we got to we got to freaking put in every single power move, every single suplex, every single falcon arrow, every single suicide dive all in the span of 20 fucking minutes. I'm not going to praise that shit. I am just not and, and like, <laughs> and it's bad enough when AJ Styles has has said it himself that he has acknowledged the fact, no pun intended to Roman, that this title is a secondary title. Even the company has admitted, you know, Michael Cole has said it on commentary himself on a SmackDown show that this show, that this title is a consolation prize. Come on, man. And, and, but look, but listen, you know, outlook outside of all of that. Right. I will give it somewhat of a chance moving forward. But in regards to this match, after everything that's transpired up to this moment, there was nothing special about this moment. We, we got a fucking tournament and two, two wrestlers just thrown together in this tournament. You have AJ Styles going over to SmackDown. Right and, and competing for this fucking title. He beats Karrion Cross this past Friday. To do what? To now freaking lose to Seth Rollins. I mean, I mean, guys, we we gotta we we gotta think of this shit, man. Like, what is it doing for Styles after he just beat Karrion Cross? And what does that do for fucking Karrion Cross? All he did last night was just was just show his face to the crowd. He's watching from he's watching from ringside from the fucking crowd. With the most disgusted look on his face, by the way. Um I mean it's 50-50 booking. Freaking Styles beats Karrion Cross and he loses in the big match in a bigger stage. So what what the fuck did this do <laughs> besides for Seth? And it didn't even do much for Seth. I mean, okay, he wins the freaking title. The, the moment itself wasn't I'm, I'm I'm guys, I'm sorry. It wasn't that freaking memorable. I'm not going to remember this match a year or two ago. I'm just fucking not. You know, I I again, I I hate that, you know, for some people that may sound harsh, I don't care. You know, if you if you want to hear if you want to hear somebody praise this shit, then go to some other freaking podcaster in this fucking wrestling community. You know, they'll spread all a bunch of positivity. They'll kiss Vince McMahon and Triple H's ass till the freaking cows come home. I don't care, dude. I really don't care. So with all that being said, guys, this match, this match, this I'm not putting this into the good. There is no freaking way I am putting this match into after everything that that has transpired about this title from the tournament to how it has come across after mania to giving it to somebody like, to, like to Seth Rollins 
when, when he doesn't even fucking need it, it, it um, it's, it's fucking garbage. It, it is absolutely freaking garbage. And for that, guys, this is not going into the good. It's not even gonna going. It's not even gonna go into the bad. You know where this is going, guys? This match, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles, is going into the freaking ugly. Oh, but James, the match was good. Don't do that to a man. The match was entertaining. It was a good spot. I don't give a shit, I, guys. I don't. I don't give a single shit. And this is no shade to to Styles and Seth Rollins. I mean, this is this is what they were given. And they just went out there and just tried to do the best shit that they can do within within 20 minutes. Um, it's but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not gonna praise it for just being a good match. After everything that me and Brian have stated about this World Heavyweight Championship, you now expect me to just ignore all of that and just give it a good because the match was really really good and it was a banger. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. So. So yeah, guys, so th that's, again, hopefully this World Heavyweight Championship, they maybe make something out of nothing with this title. Um, so congratulations, guys. You got what you wanted. People been wanting Rollins to hold this title. Well, now you got it. You know, and this, this same character that held the United States Championship, you know, now we expect that same character to be given the same fucking treatment now with this World Heavyweight, heavyweight title when Roman Reigns is still holding on to two separate fucking titles. Over on SmackDown. So, you know, may maybe maybe the booking gets good with this title and, and Seth Rollins. Who freaking knows? But at the end of the day, I'll believe it when I see it, man. And if it doesn't, best believe you're going to hear it from me. And you're damn sure going to hear it from Brian as well. Up next, uh, next match, match number two. We have Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratish. Match time from bell to bell was 15 minutes in length. Uh, Becky Lynch, soon as the bell rings, she's throwing hands um, <laughs> over on Trish Stratus once the bell rings. Uh, guys, Trish Stratus, I, I want to say this right now. Trish Stratus is a tremendous freaking heel. This woman was awesome in this freaking match. I mean, she, I mean, she's talking shit to the fans. She's talking shit to the ref. The, the in-ring psychologies, the pace has been slowing down. I mean, Trish Stratus was on another diff. I mean, this woman is a mother. <laughs> She's in her freaking forties, and and she puts on this type of performance that was so damn freaking solid, man. And I know the day and all. It's like I know I'm in the minority because now the cool thing to do is now is to is to trash people like Trish Stratus because. You know, she's an older vet. She's in her 40s. You know, you should be giving that time to your younger talent. This and this and that. Guys, here's the thing about Trish. And and, and it's disgusting with, with all the shit that, that Trish Stratus and this woman gets. Like, you don't see a lot of heels. And if you go back and watch this fucking match and actually observe and dissect this match, you hardly see a lot of heels really slow the pace the way she did. Talking shit to the crowd, even to the ref. Just all the mannerisms and the vibes and the feels that she's bringing in. You don't see that from a lot of people. A lot of times, even just from heels, they just hit the maneuver and they just they, they just forget about slowing down and actually telling the story within the match. They just set up for the next spot or the next maneuver. You don't see that a lot today. But with Trish Stratus, you're reminded of how damn good she freaking is as a heel. 
And you know, she freaking proved it years ago with that whole Christian and Chris Jericho um, storyline. I think that was way back at WrestleMania. I want to say WrestleMania 19 or something like that. I don't know. So, somewhere somewhere along those lines. Maybe. Yeah. So somewhere around there, I want to say. But when, when she had that first big heel run and she was tremendous. And, she's, and she proved to you in this match that she has not missed a freaking step in regards to not just the wrestling guys. And I understand too. Oh, James, the match was sloppy though. It really wasn't that good. I And I agree with you. The match was sloppy, but was it damn entertaining? You're fucking right it was. And I'm going to make this bold statement. This freaking match was far more entertaining than the opening match with Rollins and Styles. <laughs> guys, I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me to say. I rather would take this, this type of match with actual in-ring psychology and storytelling and, and pace that is slow down than a chaotic 20 minute match where two peoples are with two, two men, two wrestlers are just trying to go power move for power move and, and just setting up for the very next spot within the, within the span of a minute or 60 seconds. I'm just saying, bro, it, it's, it's like, I, I, we got to stop with this, th th this mindset about great offensive move sets and great athleticism. Is it, does it, do we need to have good wrestling to produce a good wrestling show? Of course we do. Is that the only, is that the only thing that this company as well as other wrestling companies should solely focus on and rest on? Absolutely not. It hasn't been over the past freaking 20, 30 plus freaking years. Uh, you know, like ultimate warrior, bro. Ultimate warrior couldn't wrestle a goddamn lick. And you know why? You know, and there's a reason why that Ultimate Warrior, you know, is Ultimate Warrior today because the dude was freaking large in the life. Sure, he couldn't wrestle that great, but he checked off every single freaking box. Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt's not the greatest technical wrestler, but you know what makes Bray Wyatt special? He checks off every single box in, in regards to people or getting people captivated, I should say, and, and everything else as a whole. And that's what Trish Stratus do, has done in this match, and she has continued to do um, in regards to this feud very, very well. Um, in regards to Becky, and I like Becky, Becky was the one that was honestly very sloppy in this match. This was probably one of one of the major down one of the one of the probably one of the worst matches I've seen Becky Lynch perform. Guys, I'm not kidding. Um, and I like Becky Lynch; she's tremendous. That's no shade to her. It's just, you know, it's just the reality. I mean, go go back and freaking watch it. There was so many spots where, you know, I mean, I, it's just, I don't know what she was doing, man. <laughs> um, you know, thankfully, Trish Stratus was, was on her freaking A-game um, in, in this match, seriously. Um, Trish Stratus hits the heel or hits the chick kick, and Becky Lynch kicks out. Uh, Trish uh, pulls Becky's hair. So she, Becky has her in the in the disarmer, she's pulling her freaking hair. Uh, Becky Lynch then hits the manhandle slam. Trish gets the leg on the rope. So she counts, though, doing the three counts. She hits the manhandle slam, and Trish gets her foot underneath the bottom rope. Uh, Trish Stratus then rolls underneath the ring ropes. Zoe Starks, guys, gets involved. Zoe Starks gets involved. The referee is distracted with Trish. She hits the C360 onto Becky Lynch. She throws frickin' Becky Lynch back into the ring. Trish Stratus takes advantage, and Trish Stratus wins this match via Stratus Faction 
for the W. So Trish Stratus and Zoe Starks, as Zoe Starks is now, you know, the, I guess you can say what, you know, kind of just the, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, but standing shoulder to shoulder with Zoe or excuse me, with Trish Stratus is Zoe Starks as they uh, walk up the rampway, standing tall, Becky Lynch loses this match as yeah, match and match time in length was 15 minutes. Um, damn entertaining match. And Hey, we got a memorable moment in the freaking match. There you go, guys. Thank you. That's what you do with these types of matches, man. You have people who are watching at home or, or, or are watching live, you know, wherever they're at is to, you know, go home with something memorable, something memorable that happened in this match, a damn entertaining match. I should say freaking Trish Stratus again was freaking tremendous. And Zoe Starks. And we talked about Zoe Starks. Um, even I did just this past week on Monday night raw. There was, there was something that just was off about Zoe Starks and, if she's just going to continue the shit that she's doing where she just goes out there by herself and competing in two to three minute matches. Well, now, now you attach her to Trish in, in a storyline involving a continuing storyline with Becky. Because guys, whether you guys like it or not, there this this feud is probably going to continue. I wouldn't be shocked until SummerSlam. Um, so yeah, and now Zoe Starks gets a little bit of spotlight as well. She's now attached to the hip to to Trish Stratus. She's going to play her role tremendously. And it gets people who are watching this pay-per-view, you know, eyeballs that don't know much about Zoe Starks. Like, oh, wait, who is that? And now she's attached to Trish. Oh, I got to see more of her now because of how well everything was done in the match to begin with. And that's what you do in a match for a pay-per-view and for character development in regards to people like Zoe Starks. This match from bell to bell, yes, was it sloppy at times? I agree, absolutely. But was it entertaining? Was it memorable at times? Yes, it was because of how good Trish Stratus was in this freaking match. She continues to remind people how good she freaking is. And everything that transpired after the match or during the match or the finish to get people talking, to get people to remember of what happened in this match itself. And that guys is when you produce good shit. And be, and with all of that being said, this match, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus goes into the good column. Very well done. Seriously, very very well done. Um and again, I know the match was sloppy and everything. Again, most of that was on Becky Lynch's end. Um Becky was just really off of her game in this match. Um, I don't know if that's a chemistry thing that she needs to work on with Trish. Um, but yeah, uh, but again, outside of that, besides a little bit of blunders, a little bit of sloppiness in the match, you know, and that's the thing too, guys, just because there's a little bit of, of, of sloppiness, like the tech, the, the technical wrestling isn't at its peak. Doesn't mean I'm going to trash. It doesn't mean it's just not good. Because I know there's a lot of people that are just going to trash this freaking match either because the wrestling wasn't freaking five stars <laughs> or just they just don't like Trish Stratus being on their television. It's one of the two. So I may be in the minority of that. Actually, I, I, I know that I'm in the minority of that. But 
guys, this is what professional wrestling needs more of. You know, forget your freaking there's a there's a place for great matches or for 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 matches that could that can be great in regards to to Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. But it has to be it everything has to be for a reason. These move sets that they delivered it needs to happen for a reason. The story needs to be told for them to do these freaking maneuvers. You can't just do the maneuver just to do the fucking maneuver, just to get a cheap pop from the fucking crowd. That's not what professional wrestling is based upon. It's it's just not. Um, and it just and it, and 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 these wrestlers just they're they're sacrificing their careers for a move that could legit do harm in the longevity of their freaking career for what? You know, j- just for what, man? J- just to get a little cheap pop from, from 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 Saudi Arabia, man? It just doesn't make fucking sense, man. We got to get out of this notion of this style of, of, of today's professional wrestling. We just got to. Um, but with that being said as well, damn solid, damn solid match, damn entertaining match between Trish and Becky. As yeah, this 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 storyline is gonna continue. Um, and yeah, so, and now you got Zoe Starks involved. I like that. You can now tell the story of why Zoe, Zoe Starks is now involved in this and why she has aligned herself with Trish Stratus. Freaking love it, man. Freaking love it. So, oh boy. Next match. (laughs) Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. This was for the Intercontinental Championship. Match time in length was nine minutes. Gunther kicks Ali's head off. And I mean, he kicks his freaking head off to freaking back to the freaking States <laughs> of how hard he, he kicked this freaking dude. Um, and as Ali spills outside of the ring, Ali is hitting power bombs, 450 splashes. Um, freaking Ali is also hitting super kicks, spinning DDTs. And I'm just like, what, what is this? And it's going almost to the to the span of fucking ten minutes. You're again, guys. You're telling me, and I understand it's all. Oh, uh, this was to make uh, Mustafa Ali look like a really like a championship contender, and it's it's Saudi Arabia, so it's no harm, no foul, guys. Over the past, what feels like for freaking years, this dude has been treated like a freaking jobber. He has been booked like a freaking jobber, and now you expect me to just take this dude freaking seriously? After he just wins a battle royal, there's no story. He just wins a battle royal. That that's all. That's all what this match is. It's filler. It's just nothing but freaking filler. And you and and this and this doesn't even make Gunther freaking look good. I mean, he's going toe to toe with a dude that's been jobbing out for fucking months and what feels like years, and going nearly ten fucking minutes. And and Mustafa Ali after this match is gonna do what? I tell you what the fuck he's going to do. He's going to go straight back to freaking catering and continuing to job out and continuing to get squashed by your active fucking talent. I'm telling you, there's no freaking difference. And now you're having Gunther looking like a freaking chump (laughs) going nearly 10 minutes. Like, what does this say if he were to face freaking Brock Lesnar in the future? Like, like, I don't understand how this match and the way that this was done makes Gunther look good. I just don't understand it. But so anyway, outside of of, of all of that, uh, Gunther wins this match. He counters another splash from the top rope. He hits a double drop kick and a power bomb for the W as Gunther retains his Intercontinental 
championship. I'm not even going to waste any time, guys. I'm really not. Guys, that goes straight into the fucking ugly. I mean, she like, what the fuck are we actually doing here? I mean, it's it's bad enough that this match was just filler. This is again another match that I could have just seen on a SmackDown or a Raw. This is this is a pay per view, guys. People are paying their hard earned money to watch a filler match that has no build. There's no story involved. You're just putting Mustafa Ali out there because you're in Saudi Arabia, and <laughs> and, and for and just to have another champion defend defend his title on a pay-per-view because it's called night of champions i don't understand it bro and you take that same mustafa ali character in this title match where over the over months and years this dude has been treated like a joke like a clown bro make it make sense man if you want to put mustafa ali and gunther in a match and in a feud then fine i'm all on board it's not my company at the end of the day but make it make sense. Don't just have freaking Ali over the span of freaking months and years look like a fucking joke, like a fucking clown. And then just out of the freaking blue, have him win a battle royal to get an opportunity for a title and to make us fans think with logic and common sense, wow, Ali really has a shot to beat Gunther. And the booking of this, I mean, and the booking of this match makes freaking Gunther, after everything that I just mentioned, doesn't even make Gunther look good. He's 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 surviving with an inch of his freaking life. Like this is freaking Gunther, bro. He's the ring general. This dude is supposed to be a dominant one of the, one of the dominant freaking heels and and your dominant superstars in the freaking company. I, I just I don't fucking get it. I don't get this booking, and I don't understand how even. Ali and Gunther, for that matter, looks good by the end of this match. And nothing was memorable. And this match should not even be on a fucking pay-per-view that people are paying to fucking see. I don't give a shit if it's a Saudi show. It's like, oh, James, it's not It's not SummerSlam. It, it's, it's not the Royal Rumble. It's not WrestleMania. Like, just relax. Like, just enjoy the show. No, this is a fucking pay-per-view. This is a pay-per-view of your, cal- of, of your calendar schedule. Put on a freaking feud or build up a freaking feud towards this freaking pay-per-view to make me give a shit. You know, and 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 thankfully Gunther is is that freaking damn good to where there's somewhat intrigue because of how damn Gunther is. But they're not giving him shit, bro. They're not giving him a feud to to take Gunther to the next level. He did that at the Royal Rumble. And you would think that they would get his title reign with holding the Intercontinental Championship going by putting him in relevant feuds that we'll remember for the test of time. But they're not fucking doing it. They're just not freaking doing it at all. And it pisses me off to no end. You have him go in there with Mustafa Ali, who's been a jobber for freaking years, get this title match for one night only, just, just, is just a freaking, is just one of your, is, is an actual superstar that has a chance to beat Gunther. Like, oh my God, man. It just makes no fucking sense at all. It just, it really doesn't. Make it make sense. That's all I ask for, man. That's all I ask for. So that goes straight into the freaking ugly. Um, and again, guys, like, I don't care if I sound harsh. I don't care. I, I'm not playing around, guys. I'm not playing around with this freaking company. This is a pay-per-view show. This is not a SmackDown. This is not a Raw there's got to be substance. There's got to be intrigue. There's got to be investment even leading up to it. 
you know, and, and that's it. You're telling me that Gunther is going nearly 10, almost 10 minutes with the guy that's been legit a jobber over the past months to years. Stop, man. Doesn't make him look good. And it does nothing for Mustafa Ali in the process. Okay, he had a he had a decent showing for one night only. Okay, what's next for him? He's gonna do nothing but just job out and go back to fucking catering. You guys know I'm freaking right. Um, because they've done that now for the for several freaking years. He'll get a nice little he'll get a nice little cute match on a Saudi show or whatever, and WWE has him going straight back to what he's always been doing, looking like a fucking joke. So so that's it, man. So right now we have one in the good and we have two in the freaking ugly. The first ugly was the was the world heavyweight title match. Um, just because of how everything leading up to it, how it's been booked, how it's portrayed, and you just expect me to give a shit because it's a good match. No. And no 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 no. No. Uh, absolutely not. And it does nothing for AJ Styles. AJ Styles goes back to SmackDown to do what? To just mess around with the OC to get more subpar booking. I hope, hopefully I'm wrong with that. Hopefully the OC actually gets treated as such over on SmackDown. So you have him beat Karrion Cross to now lose AJ St- or lose to Seth Rollins on a bigger stage. Does nothing for AJ Styles. This tournament has done nothing outside of Seth Rollins. Hopefully we'll see in, in regards to this title reign, n- nothing for anybody else. Absolutely nothing. So that got a freaking ugly. And then your second ugly was this intercontinental championship match. How, it's a you're, we're, we're we're paying money to see a pay per view a pay per view show, and, and this match was just nothing but filler. There's no there's no feud. There's no intrigue going into the match. We already knew who was going to fucking win the match anyway. It's a joke. It's lazy, and I'm not giving a freaking mulligan. I'm not giving a pass. I don't care. Again, go to some other freaking podcasters review that'll once again just kiss the ass of Triple H. And, and and all those suits and ties in the back, you're not going to hear it from me, and you're not going to hear it on this platform. I'm sorry, you're just not. Up next uh, was the Raw Women's Title Match: Bianca Belair, your champion, versus Asuka. Match time in length, bell to bell, was 15 minutes. Um, not going to lie, chemistry was off at the very start. Um, very start of this match. Hopefully, by the I think it was by the six to seven mark of the match. Things finally started to pick up a little bit. Um, Asuka, so again, the match again was solid. Again, it's it's freaking Asuka and Belair, man. And, and, and it's, and, you know, going into this match, let me say this. It, it's just a shame, you know, again, just forget the ending result because we're going to get to the ending result and how insane that shit was. But going into it, I'm just like, man, like, Asuka's flying all the way to Saudi Arabia just to fucking lose to Bianca Belair because at WrestleMania, she had to beat her just to, just to eclipse a a record in her title reign. That's been fucking irrelevant. That's been fucking stale. And that's no shade to Bianca. It's no fault to her own. It's just the way that her and the title reign and the title itself has just been booked. So it's just it's just a shame, man. Um, it's just a shame. At least that's how I'm going into it. I'm like, I have to see this woman freaking lose yet again. But Asuka spits mist in the face again. So the re- referee, Jessica Carr, was uh, I think her head was ducked. They were in the turnbuckles and her head was ducked at, uh, at one point as they were trying to as they were in the ring ropes or in the turnbuckle. She spits the mist in uh, in Bianca's face. Bianca dodges it. 
Um, you know, so Asuka's got, you know, so she's trying. So Asuka doing heel freaking tactics to try to win this match. So, and then Asuka counters a KOD into an arm bar. And then this is where things really just went <laughs> in a different freaking direction, especially the way I thought this match was going to go. Asuka, so she she spits mist into her face at one point, or not in her face, excuse me. She spits mist, Asuka. Asuka spits mist in her hand. And Bianca sets up for the KOD. Um, Asuka then counters. She rakes Bianca's eyes with the mist in her hands. So her eyes are burning from the mist that's that's placed on Asuka's hands. So uh, so Asuka's pretty much blind. You know, her, you know, there's mist in her eyes. It's burning. Asuka counters with a running knee. She takes advantage, I should say. She hits the running knee and a roundhouse kick. And guys, I shit you not, Asuka wins this match and is your new Raw Women's Champion. I mean... Triple H, a little, a month too freaking late, no? <laughs> why, why wasn't this the finish at fucking WrestleMania? So she gets her WrestleMania moment at a Saudi show. Uh, guys, for, and, and for what? Because Bianca had to, she had to set a record for the longest reigning champion in the modern era. The fucking title reign has been relevant. And now she loses this title on a Saudi show after after that historic reign. This is this is the time and place you have her lose the the fucking title. Why not in Mania, bro? It was set up perfectly to, for freaking for Belair to lose that title. And and I'm not saying the feud overall leading up to that match at Mania was 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 good at any stretch of the imagination. It was just as freaking bad as the outcome of that match was. But just to have Bianca set a record, and now we're like, oh, okay, Bianca, okay, Asuka, now we can give you this freaking title. I'm, I mean, look, okay, look, let, let me, let, let me, let me, let me slow my roll for a second. Congratulations to Asuka. I'm actually happy for it. Thank, that this was obviously the right call. <laughs> it actually was. Because again, guys, I like Bianca. I, I truly do. But this title reign has just been just so stale. It has been so bad. Nothing has been memorable. And it's and the booking of her holding on to that title has just been weighing her down. I don't know what's next for her. I don't know what losing this match at this Saudi show. It's just everything about this historic reign just ends in a just ends in a Saudi show at Night of Champions. Nothing memorable outside of her winning the championship against Becky Lynch a few years ago. Outside of that, you don't remember a goddamn thing. And that's what sucks at the end of the day. And Asuka wins this match. But again, does it feel that much more special? Me and Brian have said this, and I'm going to continue to say it. I'm going to say it right now in the moment. Just, you know, a few, several hours as Night of Champions went off the air. I had the same, I made the same statement after WrestleMania and leading up into this moment now, and I'm going to say it again. This moment of Asuka winning this championship is, not, is, nothing, is, is nothing much, any more special 
than what she should have gotten in Mania. You're telling me her winning this match now at, at Night of Champions is a bigger, more more of a feel than what she should have gotten at freaking WrestleMania? Stop. Just stop, man. Like, championship turns, right? When a championship reign ends and somebody is crowned a new champion, that moment needs to feel fucking special. Now, I understand we were all shocked in the moment because all of us just expected Bianca to just win this title match because of just how poorly Asuka has been booked. And for the most part, they don't want to just give her the freaking time of day. I get all of that. There was, oh, well, there was a shock factor. But guys, there was nothing... Like, why now, bro? Like, you tarnished Asuka's fucking booking. She was... Her booking, even though the feud itself was very piss poor, was very subpar, her booking and her character development was very solid. And it was tarnished by one fucking decision made by Triple H and Vince McMahon. And yes, I'm holding both of those motherfuckers accountable. And now you try to rectify that. Guess what, motherfuckers? It's too late. <laughs> it's too freaking late, bro. Because I'm not praising this because Asuka won it. Yes, I'm happy that she won it, and rightfully so that she won it. Hopefully they now actually give her the time of day and make this title reign fucking relevant. But just because you try to right your wrongs and see, oh, see, here's Asuka. She won the championship. Everybody was so freaking mad because I'm sure this company got a lot of freaking backlash after she lost that title or that title shot at WrestleMania. And now they're like, oh, here, here you go. Asuka won the title. No, 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 no. No. This fucking, this shit was nothing memorable at all. The match was okay. Um, again, it was the, the chemistry was off between these two. There's just something about these two and the chemistry just don't seem to just don't seem to connect. I, I don't know what it is, but it got better after I would say halfway through the match. But outside of that, guys, Asuka wins the match. Great. I'm happy for Asuka. I'm glad that they made this decision. It's the right call. But the moment when she wins this title, it was just not memorable at all. Because the moment to where she should have won the title was WrestleMania. Not at Night of Champions in this Saudi show. It's, um, guys, I'm sorry. Um, and just just because they know they effed up, just because they know they screwed up, just because they know they made a major booking botch to Asuka's, Asuka's freaking booking, doesn't mean I'm going to praise them for for now rectifying their wrongs. Be no, I'm not. Because this this title reign did not feel that much more special to when she should have gotten it at Mania. I'm sorry. It's just the honest to God truth. So it's so this match, as, as I make my tally here, it's not going into the good. I, I'm sorry. Just because Asuka won this match, I'm not putting this into the good. I, I'm just not, guys. But this, this is tough because, because, yes, I am happy that Asuka won this title. Yes, it was the right call. But again, with Bianca Belair's booking as well, like where I... I mean, this historic title reign you just ended in, in a Saudi show at Night of Champions. You could have made the moment of when even Bianca loses this title. See, that's what I mean. Asuka wins this title. Nothing is, nothing is that much more special about the moment, as well as Bianca Belair losing the title. It, it just doesn't, man. Title reigns, when title reigns end or when a title changes hands, it needs to feel as such. You did not get that in this match, in this title change. You just didn't. 
Sure, we all love Asuka. Sure, we all love the fact that she won this match. But that doesn't change the fact that, you know, that they know that they effed up at WrestleMania. And this is the exact same finish that we should have gotten at that WrestleMania match. And now they put it on this Saudi match and just expect everything to be okay. Absolutely not, guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. So I would be, <laughs> I could really, I could really just say fuck it and put this in the ugly. But, but for this match, Bianca Belair versus Asuka, that's going to go into the bad column. Yeah. Um, again, I, I know Asuka wins the championship. I know Bianca Belair, her very her stale title reign just came to an end. Doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter. The few the build to this was even the build to this match leading up to it was was just as bad <laughs> as it was at Mania. <laughs> Seriously, there was nothing exciting about me going into this match to begin with. And just because oh Asuka's holding the title doesn't mean that I'm just going to give this a good. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's, it's not how it works on this freaking platform. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not going to cut it. It's not going to freaking cut it at all. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully maybe now Oscar, there's a lot of stuff that now you could do with Oscar with this championship. Um, but I guess maybe now, and we talked about this, me and Brian have about Charlotte flair, <laughs> Right. You know, we we spoke about once Charlotte Flair comes back, that she is most likely going to come back to take that championship. Um, it seems like now it's going to be from Asuka. Does that happen? It would not shock me in the slightest if it does. So we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see how Asuka's title reign goes. Hopefully they give her the time of freaking day. Hopefully they just don't throw this title on Asuka just to fucking give it to Charlotte. Because if that shit happens, guys, best believe I will fucking lose it. I will come on to in front of this camera, on this microphone, and I will go fucking ape shit if that happens. You have heard it from me on this show. You seriously, I will I will go fucking berserk if that happens. If they do that to freaking Asuka. If they do Asuka that freaking filthy. Um, in regards to that. And I would have felt the same way, even if, even if it was Bianca Belair as well, I stated that as well in the past. So, so we'll see. We, we shall see. I don't have a good feeling about it. They didn't give Oscar the time of day, the last time she held the title. So what makes me expect that it's going to be any different? I'm just saying. So, so as of right now, we have one in the good. That was the Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch match. That was the second match of the night. Again, you could thank freaking Trish Stratus of how tremendous she was. Uh, the finish was solid with with uh, with Zoe Starks, and now her being aligned with Trish Stratus and and taking up that storyline, that feud with Becky Lynch, um, up another level. You know, going into Money in the Bank or SummerSlam, which I'm sure it's going to go. So, but overall, that match itself was damn entertaining, and that goes into the freaking good. However, that's the only freaking good that's been in this freaking show. Outside of that, you got the one bad, which was this Raw Women's Title match, and the two uglies, which were the World Heavyweight Title match and the in the IC uh, Title match early on. So again, guys, I'm not playing around. I am not giving any freaking mulligans. This is a pay per view show. I'm expected to be entertained. I'm expect I'm expecting things to get accomplished. And outside of Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch, 
nothing, nothing is getting accomplished. Nothing is getting intriguing. Nothing makes fucking sense. That's all I'm going to say. And oh boy, does it get fucking worse. (laughs) Oh man. Cause guys up next uh, is Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. This was for the SmackDown women's championship. Guys, I'm not bullshitting match time in length was 60 seconds, 60 seconds, a paper. Keep in mind, this is again, this is a pay-per-view guys that you, you out there that's watching this right now have paid money to fucking see to watch a minute squash filler type of fucking match. Rhea Ripley hits the riptide and wins this match. Just as simplistic as that. Natalia gets fucking squashed. Uh, before this match, I think Natalia was freaking distracted with Dominic or whatever the fuck. I, I mean, it's bad enough that there was legit no substance whatsoever about this freaking N- Natalia. Just in one segment, interrupted a interrupted a, a two on a, a what a two on one beat down from from a few ladies or whatever in a segment, Natalia came out. I think it was a beating to Dana Brooke on a Monday night raw. She came out. She just came out there to just stare at freaking at, at, at freaking Rhea Ripley. There was one segment backstage on a Monday night raw where they just stared heavily into each other's eyes. And they spoke for like maybe 60 to maybe 90 seconds. And that's it. That's all you got. That is all you freaking got. And I understand Rhea Ripley needs to keep winning and continuing to hold on to this fucking title. I said this over at Backlash when she faced Selena Vega. Of course, it's the right decision. But again, this is a fucking pay-per-view. This is a pay-per-view fucking show. And once again, you got another filler type of fucking match. I'm sorry. And 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 you do and and you legit book Natalia to be fucking squashed. You legit do her that fucking filthy? Are you serious, bro? I don't give a shit if it's Natalia. You know, Natalia, I mean, if you want to put her in a title match, again, I'm all bored, just like I said about Mustafa Ali. Make me care. Don't just go out there and just ruin the fucking woman and make her look like a fucking, like like a joke for 60 seconds. And it does nothing for Rhea. What, 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 are, what are we getting that, that's that much more exciting about Rhea's title reign moving forward? The answer's nothing. Uh, unless they have something for freaking Monday Night Raw this this coming Monday. But you, you can't trust this company to think freaking long-term. Oh, hell freaking no, you can't. But Natalia loses this match. She just... I, I mean, this was... Wow, bro. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Guys, I, I'm... Once again... I mean, are, are you shocked? Are, are you shocked where that where that shit's going? This this show has been the most. It, it has been the absolute fucking baffling, drizzling shits that you can imagine. I don't care. Again, guys, I don't care if this is a Saudi show. It doesn't freaking matter. This is a pay per view that people are paying money to see. They did not pay money and people didn't, you again, you might as well go to a freaking house show. Even if I went to a house show, I wouldn't even accept this freaking booking, this garbage. It is that bad. There's nothing memorable about, 
Rhea Ripley, same with Gunther. When are we going to give this woman at some point some freaking uh, some intrigue about her title feud? Uh, about her title reign? Something. Uh, she faced freaking Selena Vega that also had no booking. That was her first one. I'm like, okay, whatever. Now you give her to Natalia. I mean, they better have something moving forward. I mean, maybe it's Becky Lynch. We we talked about that as well, me and Brian, about maybe at SummerSlam or who knows, they they might just push that shit to freaking uh to freaking you know Mania 40, and they'll have Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch in a rematch at SummerSlam. So who knows, man? But at some point, we gotta make Rhea Ripley just feel as such. Ever since she's won that title, she just hasn't. She's been in nothing memorable. Nothing memorable at all. And it sucks because I have praised Rhea Ripley and the Judgment Day as a whole of how everybody in that faction has done nothing but just elevate one another. But but ever since even WrestleMania, the Judgment Day as well as Rhea Ripley has gotten the short end of the fucking stick to put her in a filler type of match to squash Natalia, and now what? Like, what's now the plan outside of maybe Becky Lynch, who knows, to, to give Rhea Ripley the time of day? Like, what's the plan for her at Money in the Bank? You know, if the plan is to go Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch at SummerSlam, what's the plan for Rhea Ripley at SummerSlam? We, we, again, I'm just thinking long-term, man. I'm just thinking a few steps ahead. Because you have to. You have to in order to book these freaking shows. And, and Natalia goes out there, and I, I feel so bad for the freaking woman. She's done, you know, and I, I, I hate to say this about a freaking wrestler, because I'm sure you can say this about a lot of wrestlers in, in, in this freaking, uh, in this industry where they put a lot of time and effort and they spent their heart. You know, they're veterans. They put they put their hours in. They put their due diligence in, in the business. And, oh, let's give them a title opportunity, you know. But nobody, and I mean nobody, deserves this type of this type of embarrassing shit that Natalia got losing within a a match within 60 seconds. I'm sorry, man. Absolute that goes straight into the freaking ugly and, and rightfully so. Just ridiculous and just the most the the most drizzling fucking shits is what the show has been. Seriously, absolutely ridiculous. And just like that, guys, we are at our co-main event. We have two more matches left to go. So once again, just to update our tallies real quick, the only good, the only slimmer of good so far in this show was Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch and that tremendous entertaining match that Trish Stratus put on. Again, Becky Lynch was a little bit sloppy. I thought this was one of her one of her bigger downfall matches that she's had in a while. But still, they made it freaking work and they made the match entertaining. The bad was Asuka versus Bianca, like we mentioned early on, for justified reasons. And your three uglies, that's right, guys, your three uglies, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles in that World Heavyweight Championship match to make now us to just give a shit about it just because they put on a decent, good match that we could have just seen for free on a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. It's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to go in the good for me. I'm sorry. Um, and especially the way, again, that the World Heavyweight title is being portrayed. It's not happening. Uh, the other, the other ugly, of course, was the Intercontinental title match, making Gunther, even though in victory, made him look like a freaking chump that he's going toe to toe with a guy that's been a fucking jobber for months and years, for going nearly ten freaking minutes, just going the freaking 
it just it makes absolutely no sense. And again, for Ali, it does nothing for him either. As well as the third ugly, which was this SmackDown women's title match. Just another filler freaking match that I wouldn't even accept on a fucking house show. So, so that, this is, this is, you know, <laughs> just, I, I can't, again, guys, I can't sugarcoat this shit, man. You know, I, I gotta call this shit out like it is. I mean, look at this freaking board. I mean, this is as fair and as honest as of right now that I can be. Um, that That's just it. That, that's just it, man. So. Moving on, I, I want to get to this co-main event because I have a lot to say with that in regards as well as the main event um, of this show. But co-main event was Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, versus Brock Lesnar. Cody Rhodes is wrestling with a broken arm. He has a freaking cast on and everything. It's just, yeah, because uh, another step <laughs> for Cody Rhodes to face struggle, to face adversity, and to make him earn it, right? And, and, and another match against Brock Lesnar. Uh, uh, also another feud that doesn't make any sense. Another feud that that has no intrigue because there's no explanation for the fucking feud. And and, and now you're telling now, now you're telling what type of a story? Like it's like it's like Cody Rhodes is what? Like he's playing the the role of Rudy. <laughs> you guys know the movie Rudy, the football movie. Like that that that's what we're doing with Cody. We're trying to make him into what? Also into what? Into into Superman? Like he's actual like Cap like Captain America? Like he's a superhero? He's he's fighting with a broken a broken arm? Like is that the story we're telling here, guys? Like you're you're trying to you're 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 latching on to the the match that he had with Seth with the torn pack, and now you're trying to latch onto that. Like oh, that, no, that got so much buzz. Let's have Cody Rhodes face more adversity. What's a good way to have him face adversity? Let's have him wrestle with a broken arm because he needs to earn it. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. He's playing this superhero type of shit. It's doing nothing but diminish Cody. And it's going to freaking turn turn on Cody in the blink of a fucking eye. And it's going to get fans to get turned off. I'm telling you. It's just re-fucking-diculous. So and, and guys and Cody Rhodes, I, I shit you not, he's using the he's using the cast to to hit Brock Lesnar with it. You would think that would be, I mean, would that be some type of a DQ to use that type of to, to use that cast as a freaking weapon? I, I don't know, but he's using it like you would think again with any ordinary ordinary person in life like that would just start to freaking hurt it would swell like the dude's just using it as a weapon it just makes it it just it just comes across like what the fuck <laughs> cody and like he's doing a suicide dive he's springboarding off the ropes with this broken arm what the fuck are we doing because he i mean jesus christ brock lesnar he locks in the kimura uh, Cody finally gets to the ring ropes. He, he breaks up the he breaks up the count by getting to the ropes. Cody counters with an F. Cody counters an F five and hits a crossroads. I believe he also hit another crossroads or two uh, early on in this match. Uh, Brock Lesnar kicks out of that crossroads. Brock Lesnar hits his F five. Cody Rhodes kicks out. Brock Lesnar applies that Kamora lock again, and Cody Rhodes passes out. And Brock Lesnar wins this match as bell to bell. Match time was 10 
minutes in length. So back-to-back pay-per-views now, guys, where Cody Rhodes, um, or two out of the last, excuse me, two of the last three pay-per-views, th- this dude has now freaking lost. He he squeaks by freaking Brock Lesnar with a mini little freaking roll-up and just makes like just makes him look like a freaking geek. It's so beyond freaking stupid. And now he needs to face more freaking struggle and adversity to now where he's wrestling with a, a quote-unquote broken arm. I, I mean, what in the fuck are we doing with this with Cody Rhodes? Where you could have just given him his freaking moment at WrestleMania because the product would make much more sense. Roman Reigns could take however many days he wants off, however many months he wants off. He can come back and he can tell the storyline with the bloodline as he's doing right now, as he did in this show. We're going to get to that in just a second. But, but no, but, but (laughs) he's got to freaking, he's got to earn it. He's got to break his arm. He's got to tear his other peck. He's got to rupture his spleen. He's got to break his neck. He's got to break his back. Shit. He might break his freaking legs. Brock Lesnar will take one of those freaking tractor trailers. He's got in his farm and run Cody's Cody Rhodes's legs. Oh my God. And and Brock Lesnar wins, wins this match, which I'm not shocked. I called this um ahead of time. I knew this, I knew this was going to be given to Brock because this is once like this is this feud is going to continue also probably till SummerSlam. So guys, I, I don't know what people want me to say. It's just it makes absolutely just it makes me baffled. And, and I just to tell a story with Cody to have him wrestle with a broken arm because the notion is that he needs to earn it. I, I don't, I don't understand how this makes any logical sense. And we still guys, we still don't even know why Brock Lesnar is tacking Cody Rhodes in the first place. This is their second match together. And we still don't even know the purpose of why they're actually fighting. It's unbelievable. It is fucking unbelievable. And I hate to and I hate to say this and I hate that I have to I have to speak in this light because I really like Cody Rhodes. I have done nothing but praise Cody Rhodes for justified reasons of why this dude should have been the guy to beat Roman. And I like Brock Lesnar. I like Brock Lesnar the way that he brings sense of realism to his fights. And I also praise him to the fact where he has been, you know, I think it's been ever since what, since WrestleMania or whatever, where he has been wrestling for every single pay-per-view up till this calendar year. So props to Brock Lesnar. He's not on Monday Night Raw to tell the fucking story for the most part, because there is no fucking story. I just, guys, I don't know what, I don't know what to say, man. Um... So they're going to have a rematch, most likely. Uh, who knows? You might see maybe Cody Rhodes take some time off and maybe try to sell <laughs> to sell the broken arm, and he comes back. Guys, Who? I mean, uh, but then you have money in the bank. I've been hearing shit about Cody Rhodes winning money in the bank, and that's where I'm also going to go ape shit. Guys, if Cody Rhodes is going to win this freaking money in the bank briefcase, I will also legit lose my freaking mind. You're telling me that Cody Rhodes, that just for him to lose at Mania was to get this fucking briefcase, this Money in the Bank briefcase? He doesn't fucking need it. 
Like, give it to somebody that needs that shit, like a freaking LA Knight. Yeah. I, I mean, golly, bro. If he, uh, if that actually happens, which I can freaking see this company doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> but with all that being said as well, guys, uh, once again, this this was not good. This was far from good. This wasn't even bad. This, my friends, was once again ugly. Freaking ugly. It's awful. This feud has this feud has sucked. There is no freaking feud. There's no explanation. You have I mean <laughs> I just don't understand what we're doing in regards to Cody and where we're going with this. You know, I know Brian talked about, oh, maybe Triple H is behind it. Maybe that could be the case, but I mean, how much is that really going to improve this situation? I just, yeah, we'll get the explanation, but, and I guess it also depends how they do it, but I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm sweating. I, I'm, my eye is freaking twitching. I, like, bro, I, I can't with the show. I can't with this pay-per-view. Again, guys, this is a pay-per-view. This is a freaking pay-per-view that once that has just been just in the absolute fucking pits of booking, storytelling, and intrigue just down the fucking drain and down the fucking toilet. And this is the results. When you produce shit, this is the results that you get for justified reasons. So that's all I can say. Enough of that because the more I talk about that, the more I'm going to get fucking irritated. And I'm sure me and Brian, we're going to talk a lot more once he's back uh, in regards to this and possibly where this is going to freaking go. So main event, main event of this, of this pay-per-view of Night of Champions was the tag team title match. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Match time from bell to bell was 26 minutes in length. Sami Zayn, he comes out. Um, really cool moment as he comes out to the Saudi crowd. Um, just the crowd just pops for him. The crowd was really behind both KO and Sami. Um, just a really cool moment. Um, and I'm sure it meant a lot to Sami as well. Just in the moment was very, very cool. He's, you know, the, again, the crowd is just so freaking behind him. As he comes out, just you can he's just on the stage and he's soaking in the moment. Really, really well done. Really cool moment there. So Paul Heyman at introductions, he's doing his shtick. And then Sami Zayn gets uh, grabs the microphone. He introduces himself and Kevin Owens in Arabic, <laughs> in Saudi Arabia's you know foreign language in in, in Arabic. Uh, but again, I thought that was pretty cool as well. So here's another thing, guys. Before I get into this match. And I hate that I also have to do this as well, because correct me if I'm wrong. This pay-per-view is called Night of Champions, right? Roman Reigns is a champion. Roman Reigns is not defending his fucking title. Roman Reigns is now going after these tag team titles. But it's Night of Champions. And because of that, guys, Roman Reigns, the fact that you're calling this pay-per-view a Night of Champions pay-per-view... And Roman Reigns is not defending his own titles. He's going after a set of tag titles. That notion, that fucking, that shit. 
gets an ugly just from that. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't want to have to do that, but, but somebody has to, somebody has to draw the line in the sand in, in regards to that. Again, the pay-per-view is called night of champions and Roman reigns, you know, the thousand day title reign once again, for what feels like I want to say for about two months or approaching two months where he has not defended that fucking title. It is ridiculous and much love to Roman. I don't want to come on across on this platform that I'm just shitting on Roman just, just directly to him. This has nothing really mainly to do with Roman. It's the, it's this fucking company just to get to a thousand days. It is title reign. And counting, as you guys know that the goal is to just to get to another 400 days to surpass Hulk Hogan. You know it's coming. He's going to pass Pedro Morales, and he's going to go all the way up to pass Hulk Hogan. You know it's fucking coming. So, so get ready, guys. If you're, you know, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're the same way that, that I feel about this title range, just then buckle your seatbelts because it's just getting started because you're going to see for another 400 more fucking days, and you're going to see more bullshit that's being booked with this fucking title uh, just for, for, for weeks and months to come. And, and that is, again, guys, I don't want, I didn't want to have to do that, but somebody has to fucking say it. Somebody in this fucking community needs to hold Triple H, Paul Levesque, and Vince McMahon accountable for this horrific, nonsensical, ridiculous freaking booking of having a, a champion. On a on a on a freaking pay per view that's called Night of Champions, not defending the fucking titles. Ridiculous. That gets an ugly just as itself. But moving on into this match because there's a lot that has happened in this match as well. Um. So yeah, like I said, big moment for Zayn. You know, with the whole Saudi crowd, he does his introduction in Arabic. Really, really solid stuff. Roman Reigns and Zayn start off the match. The crowd is just jacked up. They're hyped for this match, and which which was pretty cool. Um, Roman then tags Solo in, so the pace was really slowed down. They're, they right from bell, right from when the bell rings, the no punches or anything being thrown. Just a lot of just a, a lot of just the you know in ring psychology, and you know Roman Reigns just a lot of just just talking. You know from Roman, he's taunting the crowd. The, the mannerisms of Roman letting the fans get to him. And that's what I can't stand about this situation because I love this freaking character of Roman Reigns. This dude for the past two to three years has done such good shit, such good shit, man. But it's a shame that he's holding on to these titles where he doesn't even need to be holding in order to tell this story with the bloodline. He just does not need to. He can come back as a more vicious, diabolical heel. If he wants to take time off and be a part-timer, be my guess. But give those fucking titles to Cody Rhodes because that was the freaking moment to give him, was for him to drop those freaking titles. I don't give a shit, guys, about a thousand days. I don't give a, give a shit about milestones. It's the, the most important thing about a title reign just from winning the title is how you lose the freaking title. And by the next time Roman Reigns wins this title, or loses those titles, I should say, excuse me, and if it is to Cody Rhodes, just like I said about Asuka early on in the night, is it going to be that much more memorable 
and that much more special that I have to wait another fucking year for Cody Rhodes to finally get his moment because his struggle and his adversity is just going freaking amazing, isn't it? Ridiculous. So Roman Reigns, um, you know, he tags in solo. He's He rolls outside of the ring and he's just like, he's just really starting to get aggravated. He's screaming at Sami Zayn from the outside of the ring. He's like, I never should have let you in. He's like, they wouldn't have known you. They wouldn't know you without me. Like people would not know who the hell you are without me. I never should even let you in the blood in the bloodline. I never should have let you a part of my family. I fucking love Roman, dude. He does this shit better than anybody. Like outside of Roman Reigns and Trish, at least what I can think of off the top of my head, the way that they, the, the way that they tell the story with the crowd, the way that they can, they can connect with the crowd, they talk shit to the ref. They talk shit to the like I like I mentioned with the crowd and and just their mannerisms. That's what makes a wrestler special. That's when you know, guys, that they get it. I don't give a shit about Rollins and Seth hitting all of these fucking movesets like they did early on to start the to start the show off. Hit all of these movesets, hit all of these power moves, just to fucking no sell it within a minute, within less than a minute or two minutes. Just, just to set up for the next spot. Because it doesn't, because it just tarnishes the fucking business. Because that's not what professional wrestling is based upon. It's for, it's for characters like Roman Reigns to slow the pace down, to tell the story, to taunt the crowd, to use in-ring psychology, and everything else in between. And that is it, man. So Roman Reigns, props to freaking Roman. Let me give him a freaking clap as well. Because freaking yes. And I hate that I have to freaking, I have to speak so negatively about the dude about holding titles because ever since for the past two to three years, he has been fucking awesome. And it's a shame that he has to take the hit of it because this fucking company fucked up so goddamn hard to where now everything has just tarnished in regards to common sense and logic and intrigue because of it. It's bullshit. So, um... You know, Sami Zayn is delivering chops um, in the ring. Roman Reigns is back in the match as Solo was tagged in, and I think Roman tagged back into the match. Um, you know, Roman, <laughs> Sammy, like I said, Sami Zayn is delivering chops. Roman Reigns is just like brushing off, like, dude, what the hell are you doing, bro? You think that's going to hurt me, dude? Just follows it up with the right hand. And he's like, oh, you think you're the nature boy now? <laughs> I freaking love it, dude. Just the, the Roman Reigns, again, guys, he's at his best. When he's legit talking shit with even without the microphone, he is he talks best without that freaking microphone talking shit in the middle of the ring. That's when Roman Reigns is at his best. I freaking love that shit, man. Seriously. So yeah, he's just doing all this this shit talking and whatever. Just again telling the in the freaking story, developing that freaking character. Fucking love it, man. Uh, Kevin Owens hits a pop up power bomb and a splash from the top rope onto Roman Reigns as Roman Reigns kicks out. Kevin Owens hits the stunner, followed by a spear from Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn hits the Halula kick to Solo Sokoa later on in the match, and Roman Reigns break, breaks up the pinfall. Um, Sami Zayn is now back into this match as he sidesteps a spear from Roman, and Roman just hits the ref directly with that spear. The referee is knocked out. He is he is unconscious. And that's when shit just goes haywire. So this is where I honestly don't mind when shit goes haywire or 
chaotic in a match when the referee is knocked out when they do this referee knockout type of you know type of uh, type of angle here. So I don't mind that. If you want to have freaking all these people in the ring because the referee's knocked out, be my guess. But we see too much of that when the referee is actually conducting or controlling the match itself. So, and that's and that's where you knew like, oh, okay, the referee's knocked out, something has to happen. Well, best believe, man, something freaking happened for sure uh in this match. So Roman or Sami Zayn, um, they're they're both going at it. Sami Zayn then hits a Superman punch. Roman Reigns is trying to like trying to is trying to eager the the referee to try to get up onto his feet. Sami Zayn hits Roman with a with a Superman punch of his own. He goes for a spear. Roman Reigns counters with his own Superman punch. So yeah, the referee is knocked out, and now the fight escalates now between Roman and Kevin Owens um, outside of the ring. And the Usos get involved. Now we well, now we were we were skeptical about wh- whether or not this was going to happen. Well, here it is. The Usos, they've gotten involved and they are kicking the living shit out of Kevin Owens. They they flip the announce table onto Kevin Owens as he's pretty much that pretty much took him out of the match as now it's only Sami Zayn left in the middle of the ring. Uh their their attention now turns to Sami Zayn. And guys, so they go for a double super kick to Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn sidesteps it, and they accidentally hit Solo Sokoa straight into his freaking mug. Roman Reigns sees all of it, and this dude just flips out. He just flips out and says, like, I, it's like, what are you guys doing here? Like, I did not ask you to be out here. Something along those lines. He shoves freaking Jimmy Uso in his face. He does the same thing to, to Jay. Jay is trying to calm him down, saying, dude, we're just trying to help you, man. We're just trying to help. He didn't mean that. He shoves him in his face, and he's just screaming and yelling at freaking Jay Uso. Roman Reigns turns around, and he eats a devastating freaking super kick to Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso super kicks this motherfucker, and Jay, uh, Jay Uso is in distraught. Paul Heyman is at ringside. His he's also just as baffled as Jay. And, and Jay is like going up to do. What did you just do, man? Like why? Why did you do that? You can't do that. You got to be better than that. What? What are you doing, man? And and Jimmy Uso just snaps. He's like, listen to me, Us. I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago. And he hits freaking Roman Reigns with another super kick to good measure, completely taking Roman Reigns out of the equation. Again, Jay Jay Uso just does. He's just so hesitant at this point. He still has. He still can't comprehend of what's going on in the moment. He's like, just again. He's just on edge. You can tell his wheels are spinning and everything. Jimmy Uso, as he, I mean, <laughs> he show he you know he show how he feels. He fucking just he had enough and he super kicked freaking uh, freaking Roman. Yeah, man, just freaking love it. I finally. I mean, and you know. We talked about it, guys, for so long on how, you know, at this point of the storyline between the bloodline should have happened pretty much a month and a half ago. But now we're finally getting it. The page is finally, the book may be starting to finally close and getting into a new book here. So the Usos are walking up the rampway. Again, Jey Uso is still on edge. He, he He's still very hesitant to what's going on. He wants to, he, he wants to, you know, help out Roman, but at the same time, you know, with his brother, he wants to back up his brother and everything. And his brother's trying to like, listen, we got to go. We got to, we got to walk up the rampway here. 
And so, and then back in the ring, uh, Kevin Owens hits a stunner to Solo Sokoa and a, and a Halula kick to Sami Zayn to follow. And Sami Zayn makes, uh, gets the pinfall, which was also, I like the decision to do because, you know, it's, it's, it's his big moment for Saudi Arabia and everything. So I love Sami Zayn getting the pinfall there. Pins uh, Solo Sokoa, as we pretty much knew that Solo Sokoa was going to take the pinfall, unfortunately. But the way that this was done doesn't really hurt Solo Sokoa at all, especially what he's now going to be involved with in regards to this whole, the, the bloodline officially coming to its end in front of our very eyes here. So Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens retain their titles. Again, is something that I really, regardless of how this finish ended up, I I knew weeks, days that this that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were going to retain these titles. Uh, I, that was just my gut feeling, and I spoke to that about Brian um, weeks ago about it. That that was my gut feeling that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were going to retain these titles, and they did as such. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn retain. I think Sami Zayn something said something along the lines of like we're done or whatever, screaming to Roman. Roman's back on his feet. He's he he's freaking in distraught. Paul Heyman is in freaking distraught. The Usos are walking up the rampway. And yeah, guys, business, as Jim Ross would say, business just freaking picked up. As that SmackDown, that's that that show SmackDown on this coming Friday just got a whole lot more interesting, didn't it? As Night of Champions goes off the air with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn standing tall, retaining their titles. Very, very solid. So you know what? If you got, Hey guys, you want some positivity? Here it is right here. Great freaking stuff, man. Really great stuff. Hopefully this shit with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is officially done. I mean, I don't know where else you can, where else you can go in regards to in regards to Zayn, Kevin Owens, and the bloodline from here. I mean, guys, like, what else can you possibly fucking do? So hopefully that shit is freaking done. Sami Zayn can now, and, 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 and Kevin Owens can finally freaking move on. And now we can finally get this story between the Usos, Roman, and Solo, and everybody in the bloodline, as well as Paul Heyman to follow suit. And finally start telling the story of what we should have gotten after WrestleMania. So now here we are. But the way that this was done, and I know I gave an ugly about Roman not defending the titles, but for justified reasons. But outside all of that, this match was freaking really, and I mean really, really freaking good, man. Roman Reigns doing his shit. Everybody, everybody that played a part in this was, was, was tremendous. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, everybody in the bloodline. Jimmy freaking Uso, dude. Um, was honestly the, was the star, <laughs> was the, was the spotlight of this show as, as, as this show went off the air was all on Jimmy Uso and, and fi- and pulling the trigger and turning on, on his tribal chief, Roman Reigns, uh, by get, by delivering that super kick. So, yeah. So finally guys, finally, it seems like we're finally getting into that new book, that new chapter for the bloodline. But here's the thing though, guys. I just still don't understand why it needs to involve Roman Reigns holding titles because it doesn't, man. It just doesn't. I'm going to say that until the fucking cows come home. I don't care if it's for a thousand days. 
1,400 some odd days to pass Hulk Hogan. This feud doesn't need any single titles or any title at all involved in regards to this situation. But outside of that, man, <laughs> this is what we got. And the way the show ended off the air at least had somewhat of positivity and some good in it. At least something that we could can we can at least be positive about as the show goes off the air because this show as a whole, guys, from top to freaking bottom, the consistency of this show was fucking horrendous. Fucking horrendous. I'm dropping my pen. That's how frustrated I am. So yeah, man. But but in regards to this match, as I'm about to make my, my last tally here, this wasn't good. This tag match, this main event was great. As you can see that that gets not one, but two freaking goods in the good column. Now, I know what you guys are also thinking. Oh, James, well, why don't you have a great column? What, where's the great column at? Well, unfortunately, guys, WWE over the past 10 some odd years, they have not done consistently great shit. And until they do such, you may see a good, a great column in the in this uh, in this type of review here. But until then, you know you're you're gonna see these types of tallies where if it is great, I'll give it more than one good. And 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 for this, for justified reasons, it's going to get uh, two goods because this match from top to bottom and the way this show went off the air was fucking great. So with that being said, guys, it is now time to reveal the final tallies. As great as that freaking ending was, that main event was, unfortunately, it did not, you know, change the needle or it did not change the, the outcome of what this show was overall. As, as you can see here, all of those uglies got crossed off into two bad. So that makes the final tally three in the good and nine totals in the bad. As WWE Night of Champions, May 27, 2023, was indeed, for justified reasons, a very, very piss poor and bad pay-per-view. That, guys, is as fair and as honest I can freaking be. If you guys are not happy with this board, if you're not happy with the way that I dissected this, th this freaking show. I'm sorry, man. You know, I, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, I, I just hope that you know that I am doing this for justified reasons that I want to see this product get better. That is the end goal for this platform is to become a voice in the community to help this product get better. The shit that you're seeing with the bloodline, we should be seeing that with everybody. Everybody should feel as such in regards to a feud or whatever it is. That type of shit that we felt with the bloodline from all the way from the Royal Rumble, from Elimination Chamber, hell, even leaning up into the match at WrestleMania, night one of WrestleMania with the Usos, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn in that tag title match. But ever since then, and now finally, we're getting to the point where the bloodline is actually butting heads. Finally, took them a fucking month, a month and a half. But outside of that, guys, yes, 
Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, their whole feud for about at least a month was was intriguing. I will give it that. And they had a damn solid, good freaking pay-per-view match. But I'm talking about everything in regards to after WrestleMania. Nothing is getting you excited. Nothing is making you go back and want to watch these shows or pay-per-views. Nothing is making you want to go back and, and and want to see what these what these wrestlers and what these where these storylines are going to again outside of the bloodline. Outside of that, guys, there is absolutely nothing. We are back to square one with this fucking company. We're outside of Roman Reigns and the bloodline and everything in regards to that. Everything else gets the fucking short end of the stick. Does that change moving forward? Remains to be seen. Do I believe it's going to happen? This company doesn't give me a reason to believe this such. And until they do that, I don't see anything getting better. I said that when I made the, the when me and Brian were on here doing the WrestleMania night one or multiple well, for the most part, night two review, as well as the raw and SmackDown after mania review. And, and, and I'm going to say it right now. I don't see this shit outside of the bloodline storyline getting any better. I don't see any, any changes. I don't see anything getting better. Cause again, this company has not given me the benefit of the doubt to believe as such. And until they do so, those are my thoughts. And these are my thoughts on this show where when you, when you produce shit, the drizzling shits that is, that is this fucking pay-per-view, you get shitty fucking results. That is going to do it for the today's episode, guys. Thank you once again for tuning in to another episode. Like I said, like I always say, one, uh, whether you guys are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I appreciate you guys listening in and tuning in. This was uh, Night of Champions, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly review. Uh, Brian, shout out to you, my man, uh, whenever you are watching this. Um, can't wait to have you back on for Tuesday's Monday Night Raw review. Our next episode, because there is a, still a lot more professional wrestling guys to get to, as tomorrow night we have NXT Battleground as well as AEW Double or Nothing. Uh, those pay-per-views coming head-to-head -head tomorrow night. So make sure you guys stay tuned as there will be a review as well as another good, the bad, and the ugly for those two shows. However, there's going to be a little bit of a twist in regards to that as, you know, I'm going to have a lot of fun with that review tomorrow as both of those shows uh, collide head-to-head. -head. I'm going to have a lot of fun with that with that review with a little a little different type of edition of the good and the bad and the ugly. What am I talking about? Well, you have to tune in on Monday to, to see what that edition is going to be. So that is going to be on Monday. Make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Uh, but thank you guys again for tuning into another episode of Ruthless Talk. Again, this was the Night of Champions, Good and Bad and the Ugly Review. Again, make sure you guys continue to follow us on our social medias. Make sure to join our Facebook group. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is Ruthless underscore talk and continue to hit that notification bell and stay notified for many episodes to come in the future. So again, guys, I said it at the top of the show and I'm going to say it now. 
you know, this show and, and everything else as a whole, you know, just continues to just get the short end of the stick in regards to everybody else in that locker room. If your name is not Roman Reigns or any, anybody that's a part of the bloodline and until WWE gets their head out of their fucking ass and they start to make, to have shit make sense and get someone intrigued and get, and develop feuds that we give a shit about, then that's my mindset going forward. So that's all I can really say. Again, I apologize if that's not what people want to hear. But like I said, guys, on this platform, we do not sugarcoat shit. We do not we, we do not cut corners. We call it straight down the middle, as honest as, and as fair as we could possibly be. That is going to do it for today's episode, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. My name is James Porcelli, and I am signing off saying salute. Peace out, and take care, everybody.